0: The dead will walk here. I'm just gonna bash your brains. Your suffering will be legendary, even in hell. Get me back, It's alive, it's alive, it's alive. They all not down here. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Why?
1: You're doomed. You're doomed
0: tonight sequel to deja vu our hosts celebrate the time-honored tradition of movie sequels including the good the bad and the very ugly from diabolical killers who won't stay in the grave to science fiction epics whose stories cannot be contained to a single chapter and so much more Join us for the tales you love and some that you won't believe got made in the first place. The nightmare began with Silent Night, Deadly Night. Need a ride, Santa Claus? Oh, no, not exactly. But it isn't over yet. In fact, the ultimate nightmare is about to begin all over again. Silent Night, deadly night part two Coming home, and he's all grown up. Silent Night, Deadly Night, Part Two. I've got a present for you. Terrifying suspense shocker you've been waiting for.
1: Deadly Night, Part 2. Alrighty folks, welcome once again to Cinema D-Generations, sequel to Deja Vu. And we have, uh, as old uh, Bugs Bunny would say, I got a real stinker for you tonight. A real stinker. Uh, We're, this is one we're not covering very favorably tonight, but... It, it's 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 a movie that's so bad it's good, I think I'm, I I don't know, I, I, I'm I not quite sure sometimes But we are covering, from 1987 Silent Night, Deadly Night 2 Yes, folks, it is Christmas in July And joining me once again is my good buddy Eric Phillips How we doing, Eric? Uh,
0: good as always You ready for Garbage Day? <laughs> uh, I'm always ready for Garbage Day garbage day uh
1: one of the most famous memes a meme that has transcended the movie itself i think you know
0: oh yeah i mean that meme alone made this movie popular it's what gave it a cult following almost because somebody years ago uploaded just that scene of garbage day but everybody was like what the fuck is this movie i have to see this what is this And, you know, that's how I remember it, too, because it was like I had seen it a long time ago and it was just in the back of my mind. And then years later on YouTube, somebody shared that video and I was like, God, that looks so familiar. What is that from? And lo and behold, you know, years of research finally led me to that silent night, deadly night, too. And I was like, oh, yeah, I remember this. What a piece
1: Ooh. of shit <laughs> <laughs> Yes it is It's is a It's a huge piece of shit But you know what I, I don't particularly believe in the term Guilty pleasures anymore Because I just have shit that I like And I make no excuses for it But this is one of those bad movies That I hate that I love You know Because <laughs> like it. I'll watch it for a good time But you know it, It's not a good movie it, It's hardly a movie it's hardly a movie, but we'll get into that. Let's, let's do the IMDb synopsis real quick and get into tearing this one a new asshole. What do you say?
0: Yeah.
1: All right. Silent Night, Deadly Night, part two from 1987 is as follows. The now adult Ricky talks to a psychiatrist about how he became a murderer after his brother Billy died, which leads all the way back to Mother Superior. And if you want to call that a plot synopsis for a movie that has no plot, that's what you get, folks. It's uh, basically, this movie is, you know, about an hour and 45 minutes long. Or no, it's not even that. I think it's just uh, an hour yeah, hour and 28 minutes long. And I would think a good 40, 45 minutes of that has got to be flashback footage to the first movie. I mean, would you say that's probably pretty accurate, Eric?
0: I actually timed it yesterday. <laughs> oh, I knew you would. I knew you would. I, I, so yeah, what, are, I what like, are we looking at here? Uh, right around, you get 7 minutes and 15 uh, seconds into the movie of just slow pan shots of from his shoes all the way up to his head. And you see him smoking a cigarette. He's in a white room. He's sitting, you know, backwards like a high schooler on a chair. You know, just... Doing his prisoner thing. And, you know, so they get into the, him asking questions with the psychiatrist and stuff. So you get 7, 15, 7 minutes, 15 minutes of original footage. Then from that point on, you have 32 minutes of the original movie, Silent Night, Deadly Night. So you can actually, if you've never seen Silent Night, Deadly Night, you can skip it and watch Silent Night, Deadly Night 2. Because it's the same <laughs> movie
1: oh yeah I mean a good god I would have liked to see like a tally of just how much footage they used from that they had to play half the fucking movie my god like it had to be the cheapest sequel ever filmed because they only shot like uh, the script couldn't have been 40 pages long right
0: I think you know what it was it was the friggin it was the Captain Crunch of fucking movies like you know how you always say Captain Crunch was the original then it had Peanut butter Captain Crunch. This is like... Can't, that was more Crunch Berries. That's what this is. <laughs> right. It's a whole lot less Simon, Captain Crunch. That, that was bonus killings. Oh,
1: the, but the 80s, the opening in this movie, the fucking 80s, mental patients given cigarettes and a working Zippo so they can set the fucking place on fire. You know? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> they played things so much loosey-goosey back in the 80s, you know?
0: <laughs>
1: oh, but God, this... This movie is, is uh, every bit as notorious as the first one. The movie the original movie you know is of course about a a killer Santa Claus that, that takes out a family and the sole survivors little Ricky and I almost said little Ricky and little Bobby, but little Billy make it out. And Billy is the older brother. So he goes on a kill crazy rampage, you know, eight years later. And it was notorious for being picketed and being banned, you know, for a subject matter of a killer Santa Claus. Cause you know, a lot of, uh, feel good groups didn't want that out there and maybe rightly so, but we got it anyway. And I love that movie. I, I love, I love silent night, deadly night one. I think it's a great slasher. It's an underappreciated slasher. Uh, Oh okay. yeah. Being said, it doesn't play as well as its own. It's its own sequel. It's the one movie that can be considered its own sequel because, you know, you could <laughs> you could take most of, uh, you know, Silent Night Deadly Night two away, and you would still have you know, a fucking movie on your hands. It's like they they shot half a movie, folks. They got away with it somehow. They got away with it. But two minutes in, I'm telling you, wow, the overacting oh eric freeman like yeah i'm sorry sir if you ever listen to this this podcast if you're if we're even on your radar but
0: it's a stinker (laughs) he actually he's actually over cons and everything else come to embrace the fact that it was a bad performance
1: Yeah, and, and you know, it, he, I guess he, you know, the if he went to the film festival and concert, you know, it'd be a good retirement kind of plan. You know, play play off, make some money at that. Fuck it, I would.
0: You know, <laughs> why not? Well, yeah. If I ever get a chance to meet this man, I'm bringing a friggin' tape recorder or friggin' something with me just so I can get a garbage day. I'll pay him whatever he fucking wants just so. Well,
1: maybe he's on that. Uh, oh, what's that site? all the celebrities use cameo. I'm sure if he's not on cameo, he could sell $20 cameos of yelling garbage day all day long, like all day, right. every
0: day. It's uh. Wednesday. That is garbage day. Hey, it's Eric's birthday. You know what day it is? Garbage day. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, like an you know, a whole frigate, you know what it is? It, uh, it it's the, it's almost because of their voiceovers and the friggin' when they're doing the memories and stuff and his overacting even carries into his voice. And it's almost like villainous Ninja turtle villains. <laughs> voice coming. Okay. Wait for it. Here it comes. <laughs> yeah. You expected
1: Brock and bebop to be out there in that. Shit. <laughs> Speaking of, okay. You, you, you had a good point there talking about cartoon villains like two unsuspecting villains in this one suspecting villain, mother superior, you know, mother superior. God, what an asshole. Like I, I remember her character, you know, she doesn't really pop up other than the very ending for the final scene, you know, uh, in any footage other than the flashback footage. But the actress that played her in the first movie, I can't remember her name, but she is, uh, Oh wait, I did make that note here somewhere. I know I did. Uh, uh, Lillian Chavon or Shavon, she was a great Mother Superior. She's the, the the person you love to hate, right? <laughs> but, but let's go ahead and, and talk about Doctor Bloom. He's kind of an asshole. Doctor, the psychiatrist that comes in and wants to tape, you know, tape Ricky's, I guess, confession of what he's done because they're not quite so sure that he even knows why he's in there.
0: Are right, gonna? This is our first victim. Okay, we can rip him apart. Yeah, right. i mean first and foremost you're coming into a room with a mental patient might want to you know i don't know give them a little bit of courtesy and a little bit of kindness instead of now listen here i'm gonna answer you're gonna i'm gonna ask the questions and you're going to answer them bro do you know who you're talking to the
1: guy the guy is, is one he's pretty built and uh dr bloom is pretty i uh, got some splendidly arms and legs i mean he could break them apart like a like a toothpick it's like especially you know maybe treat him with just a smidgen of respect just, just a smidge might go a long way right uh but yeah the the they're the pretty much the protagonist of this movie is dr bloom he doesn't la i mean in the, the grand scheme of thing he lasts long enough for you know, Ricky to tell his, you know, story about what happened to his mom and his dad. And then the Kill Crazy Rampage, his brother went on. And I, I wrote down here something that Billy and uh Ricky both have in common. At one point, th- they're both creepers. They both like to – or pre- peepers. They like to creep in and, like, peep on other people having sex. And I'm just like, you know, there's hub cues all about that, all about yeah. these things that these people – these fetishes these two guys got going on. I'm sure there's a probably – a Santa Claus and Mrs. Claus you know, Pornhub Q
0: as well. There's an argument to be said about that too, if you really think about it, you know, the underlying of people suppressing what they like to the point of maybe feeling shame, because if you think about it, if you go back to the first movie Billy sees one of the guns and somebody pumping away in a closet somewhere or something and gets caught and gets the ever-loving crap beat out of him for seeing it yeah, and he essentially
1: was just in the wrong place at the wrong time.
0: And he also saw his mother get beaten and raped in the road first, then that, then the friggin', you know, the store clerk thing when he goes nuts, you know? So, you know, the there's suppressed sexuality in a sense. Oh, yeah, and being punished for it. And the whole
1: first movie was about that, was about discipline and punishment, because Mother Superior was all about beating it out of him. He has a nightmare at night about the Santa Claus killing his family. So what does Mother Superior do? Ties him down to the bed and locks him up in the dark. I mean, like, yeah. She basically formulated and constructed a a serial killer.
0: I mean, he was probably going to have problems all his life, but you fucking, instead of... You know, kind of calming those problems and giving him a nurturing environment. You instead raise the monster by abusing the crap out of him because, oh, well, you know, your answer is beat the kid until he does what he's told. <laughs> right,
1: right. Uh, organized religion—such a wonderful thing, ain't it? <laughs> but uh, yeah, hella, yeah. Let's let's traumatize a kid into becoming a serial killer. You yeah, know, that makes a whole lot of sense. Uh but. Anyway, as we get back to it, we could talk a lot about the first movie, but we the, the, the second movie does a great job of that. Is this more extended yeah, flashbacks?
0: Basically is a second.
1: glorified highlight reel. That's basically yeah. what this movie is. Can't
0: talk about the second movie without talking about the first movie.
1: But what about like <laughs> at the ending? This is a line I did I didn't take very many notes about Silent Night, Deadly Night One, because you know, and in essence, that's not the movie we're here to discuss, but since that yeah, exactly. this movie is half that movie. You have to. Now, there's a part at the end, the original uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night, where a cop shows up on scene, shoots the caretaker in the back four or five times in front of all the kids because he was dressed up as Santa Claus. And, <laughs> you know, half they of they're like, oh.
0: They thought it was
1: Billy, but it wasn't Billy." <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, like Mother Superior, you know, in the voiceover, his Mother Superior was really pissed off about that. And then the line that I wrote down, and I guess the cop felt pretty bad about it too. I'm like, yeah, he shot an innocent man in the back five times. He should feel bad about it.
0: Hey, he, he should have stopped resisting. Right. Oh, God.
1: <laughs> but then this, this cop, the this same cop, is the one that's put in charge of protecting the orphanage and staking it out to make sure Billy doesn't show up. So the cop who just murdered somebody, who basically just, you know, or... Accidental homicide or whatever, accidental manslaughter, whatever you want to call it, you know, he he shot an innocent man in the back, you know, but he's the one that's, like, left, like, we'll leave you, you know, your punishment is protecting the orphanage. It's like, right, okay, that's how you end up with a whole lot of dead kids.
0: Right, yeah, let's leave the fucking orphanage in charge with the gun nut who just shot the fucking innocent guys five times in the back. (laughs) Right, the poor old caretaker
1: that was just trying to bring presents to the orphans, you know. There you go. Here's the present. My brain's blasted all over your face.
0: You better not hope there's any more Santa's coming through
1: this neighborhood. <laughs> We're gonna shoot them all in the back. <laughs> God. But the first note I have really about the about the movie itself, once the story gets rolling along and you get the uh, the backstory that Ricky is then uh, you know adopted by some you know foster parents is what great foster parents he has a, a moment where he almost has like a seizure where the, the mom is out shopping with him and he's supposed to be what, like eight, nine years old, I'm guessing maybe 10 at 12, I'd say. Yeah. And he sees the nuns and he has a freak out moment. And then he sees the red satin or whatever, and the color red sets him off. The first thing the foster mother does is take him back to the, the orphanage. And it's just like, Hey, Something's wrong with him, you know, wrong with this kid. You know, kind of more pretty much like we want another one. Right. He's broken. <laughs> he broken, had a seizure. <laughs>
0: right. You know, what if your compassion, compassionate? It's like, you know what? Maybe he's in an orphanage is why he's partially broken. Right. <laughs> he needs someone to help him. He doesn't need somebody to fix him and put
1: him back together. He just needs someone to handle him gently. But, you know, more kind of abuse and ensues, you know, I mean, it's, it's just ne- negligence really. And then the, the father's, the, the, the foster is the one that kind of fights for him. And he's like, no, but he's my son too. I don't want to give him up. You know, then of course what happens flashes four or five. So it's a flash, the, the flashback within a flashback. And then he is <laughs> five years later, my foster father was dead, you know, or my stepfather was dead. And, uh, you know, and then it's, a uh, young young rick another younger ricky which looks nothing like our we're supposed to be our 18 or 19 year old ricky that we get but you, you get the, his first kill i guess you know ricky's first on screen kill when he kills the the two people that are out uh, having a picnic and the guy and there's another note is it me or is everybody in at least these first two movies really fucking ravey
0: like no, everybody is just
1: like oh you're gonna give it up you're not gonna give it up well i'll take it from you and it's just like um
0: no well, <laughs> i'll put it to you like this and you know i heard people talk about rape culture and i was like you know what that's kind of ridiculous get the fuck out of here there's no fucking rape culture And then you go back to the 80s and you watch some of those movies and you watch some some of the fucking dudes in those movies act and then it's like you realize that yeah, there's guys out there that fucking watch these movies and go, Oh, well, that's how you get a girl. You're like, No dumbass. No.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's not that's not the proper way
0: to, <laughs> right, well, no, uh, to do things. Know, it, it's, it, it. That was the time back then, you know. The more that you look at it it was like, Oh, yeah, that was just what you did and women's was just to fucking keep her mouth shut. You Take it. Well, <laughs> each one of these
1: guys in both of these movies and a lot of these older older movies. I mean, goes a lot back a lot further than just the 80s. But, oh, you know, yeah, it's rampant well, with guys 70s. that are just. And at least this guy gets his Ricky sees it and he takes him out, he runs him over with his own Jeep. And I kind of do like the idea that the girl comes up after being. You know, after she's been physically assaulted, and just looks at Ricky and just says, Thank you, and walks away. And she's one of the few people that Ricky lets go, you know, yeah, when well, he gets into his rampage. I mean, like,
0: well, when okay, because it was kind of a complex of people who were naughty need to be punished, but by the end of it, he just goes fucking full Nutter Butters.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, the note I had is that he went full blown Wackaloon. <laughs> full
0: yeah. Full, whack-a-loon, full blown Nutter Butters. Yeah. <laughs> right.
1: Oh, but man, but it's just, the, the movie is mixed with either, wh- with a barrage of bad overacting and horribly <laughs> written dialogue. The dialogue is just so, oh gosh, so bad. I mean, like, I mean, when the best line in the movie is garbage day. Like, uh, I don't know, like, there's another
0: wh- enough- there's the other scene that cracks me up, too, besides garbage is in the movie theater when the asshole shows up fucking in the back of the theater, screaming, throwing popcorn, being a complete oh, asshole.
1: Yeah, the loud mouth in the theater. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Naughty. The fucking! He's the fucking next. She looks over his shoulder. His date looks over his shoulder, and fucking, you see this guy's leg popping up out of the back feet and popcorn flying everywhere. Oh yeah, <laughs> I
1: know. It's so comical.
0: Wrangling him, it looked like something straight out of a cartoon.
1: <laughs> and you know what? And during that, the, I'm glad you brought up the theater scene. And during the theater scene, the movie that they're watching like ends up. Saying, what did you say this movie's about again? Oh, it's great! It's all about this guy who dresses up like Santa Claus and kills people. The movie they're watching is from the opening of Silent Night Deadly Night, so it's like again flashback time. It's the movie within a movie. They're watching the movie about the movie. It's like <laughs> Inception, man. Because I mean, they they do right by like showing the like oh we're just going to show you know the Santa Claus when he was uh, robbing the liquor store or whatever it was in the beginning of the first movie. But I'm like. I, it's the first time that I really noticed that, watching I'm like, yep, they just used the same movie over again.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Somebody wanted to make money off of the name and not spend a lot of money to make a sequel.
1: Well, and it also says something when a movie that was as notorious and as well-known as the first movie maybe was the fact that it was so notorious, but nobody came back for it. One of the producers, but like not the director. None of the stars came back to replies, prize any of their roles. They didn't get Mother Superior back, and we're jumping around here a little bit. But I, in bringing up Mother Superior, I got to bring up something. Okay, in the story, they end up. You know, Ricky goes on his kill crazy rampage to find. You know, once he leaves, once he kills Dr. Bloom, then he gets out on his, you know, kill crazy rampage, he's going to get to Mother Superior. He wants Mother Superior because she's the evil one, which is it's true. She's probably just every bit, bit as much evil as as Ricky and Billy were.
0: Well, hell, you saw her address on the door, didn't you?
1: Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but my, my thought, you know, or I, I thought, you know, to myself, okay, I know they got a different actress for this role, and it's pretty apparent. But they said that she had had a stroke, right? And that she was living in a at home in a wheelchair and she was disabled. The orphanage was closed down. Did right. the, uh, you know, uh, I, I mean, apparently a stroke caused a massive mutation in her face. I've yeah, seen, right. She, she looked like half toad from X-Men. Like, what stroke causes that? It, it causes you to turn into a half an alligator?
0: Wait for her to talk about the dance. Three frogs, myself. <laughs> <laughs> but,
1: but I just didn't get that. That's one thing I just totally di- don't get. I just w- maybe they were aiming for something that I missed. Maybe I've never seen a proper stroke victim, but I'm pretty sure I've seen several in my life.
0: I mean, you, know? they have, a, you have a stroke, you have a face that says, but you don't have fucking gonorrhea oatmeal pile on your head. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that, like somebody was doing, like, oh, you know what? While we're here, let's fuck around in the makeup department and throw this shit on her face because she had a stroke. <laughs> like, this—that's like, well, that's a fucking growth. That's not a
1: stroke. It's like no, she she fucked the gin from Wishmaster <laughs> and started looking like him or something,
0: <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, fucking the...
1: Oh, man. But, yeah, uh, okay, we jumped way ahead. I mean, that's pretty much towards the end, but we do get a bit of Ricky in a relationship with the Jennifer character, which is played by uh, Scream Queen Liz Kaitan. She's been in the, the... vice academy series she was in uh slave girls from beyond infinity uh, friday the 13th part 7 necromancer a bunch of stuff she was really really big in the 80s and 90s recognized her right off the bat and i think this might have been her first movie maybe her second movie
0: first or second but, i would probably say it was either that or vice academy they were right around the same time
1: yeah it was right around that that same era but yeah, uh, you know, she plays Jennifer. She's she runs into him with her car, literally knocks him off his bike, and you know he he doesn't kill her. <laughs> he well not not till later. I mean, he kills her later once uh, he encounters the bad ex boyfriend. And like the kill, like you were saying off, the, we were talking a little bit off the air that this kill was where they spent the most money, where he takes the <laughs> the battery charger and hooks it up in, into the guy's mouth and blasts his head. But they hold on that shot for so long, it's clearly a fake fucking head.
0: Yeah, you can tell. It's all rubbery. They should have yeah. pulled back a little bit. But, you know, maybe this yeah. was like a stupid film project or something. I don't know.
1: <laughs> it's pretty bad when you're part three in a, in a movie it, it super uh, trumps the, the, the part two in a movie, you know, because I actually kind of like part three a little bit i like it be- well mainly because they i mean it's hard to not like it when bill mosley plays uh, an older version of, of ricky and he does a much better job much better job but
0: that's also the difference between bill mosley and eric freeman you know despite this being a cinematic suppository it's still, that. it's that movie, it's the 3 a.m. Taco Bell fucking run. It's like, I'm high and this is garbage, but I'm going to do it anyway. Right.
1: <laughs> it's the movie I love to pick on. It's a movie I love it to pick is. on. It's a good time to make fun of,
0: you know. It is. It's, it's, the movie is literally the proverbial fat kid sneaking candy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. It's just like, yo, I'm supposed to be eating celery. Okay, I'm going to have a Twix. I think I'm going to have a yeah. Snickers bar. And then we get what I call it. This is our serial killer in a cardigan montage. He punishes <laughs> Jennifer by strangling her with uh, a car antenna, which I thought was an interesting uh, effect and interesting. It was an interesting kill. I like good inventive kills that go beyond just a, uh, you know, a knife to the neck kind of deal. You know, I'll give it that. But-
0: get that cartoon violence again, though. It almost reminds me of that Twisted Sister uh video from we're not gonna take it with the freaking dad getting his ass beat throughout the house oh yes of, it's like that part where she's just he freaking what'd you do i hate you naughty uh-oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh-oh. That, that
1: was her reaction totally
0: uh-oh i and oh then- god it was so cartoony <laughs> what
1: about Deputy Dudley, as I call him, that shows up next? That has the gun. And is like, I know how to use this. So don't you try and give me no funny business. And then yeah. he just snaps the guy's hand and makes him shoot himself point blank in the head. And his reaction is just like,
0: gosh. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I mean, once you get one in your brain pan, you're not going to be like <laughs> solving any algebra, you know?
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. Difficult arithmetic is not going to be in your, in your wheelhouse,
0: you know? <laughs> Neither are primary colors,
1: but, uh, yeah, but the, folks, you got to understand that all this is within a flashback too, because, you know, Ricky is telling his story. He's telling his story to Dr. Bloom. And so next thing we get our serial killer and a cardigan, you know, with, with, the, with a gun, just shooting everybody. He shoots a, a random person coming out of their house. He shoots somebody <laughs> taking out their trash and has the infamous Garbage Day.
0: That's the laugh that makes it so great, too. It's just when he gets that gun, he just. <laughs> <laughs> right. Wow! <laughs> garbage Day! Wow! <laughs> or
1: when he shoots the car and he's like, bingo! Like, oh, that's <laughs> fucking great. Now, now, the one thing that I find semi disappointing is that we do get the death of Dr. Bloom, but it happens off screen. He's just all of a sudden, yeah, boo for the off screen death. Dr. Bloom released this. Yeah, I don't even make it clear what happened to him. He's just laying there face down in some blood. And, is, and he puts the cigarette out on that what is clearly supposed to be a picture of his dead girlfriend, Jennifer, but it's just the actress, actress's uh, headshot. <laughs> they couldn't afford to actually take a, a polaroid of her at any point during the filming they just took her headshot <laughs> i thought that was great but then we get i i do like the fact that ricky what does he do he kills the salvation army santa and steals his outfit and this is the point where i made the note where apparently her stroke caused a massive mutation in her face and she is now gene gray from the x-men uh I, I will say one thing: it, it does have a bit of a satisfying ending. It does come together semi decently in the end because I don't know if you're like me, but I, I wanted to see Mother Superior get hers. She was a horrible character from the first movie and is continuing to be a horrible character in this movie. You know, all
0: it, the way to all the way to retirement, she was a bitch.
1: Yep, and she's still you know re- retired, sitting at home, disabled, still in her complete Mother Superior getup, never gets out of it. Apparently yeah, when you put you, that thing on, it's on for life.
0: I was taking a note of that too. That's one nice ass home for a disabled nun. <laughs> I'm just yes. saying. Maybe she got one hell of a settlement from the Catholic Church. Who knows? Oh, she got one hell of a settlement, man. The fucking door on her fucking address says it all. Fucking six 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 is her address. Yep. House oh really? Settlement. I
1: <laughs> did not notice that.
0: <laughs> yeah, look at the end of the movie when Ricky Cut busting through the door. And the door opens up. Her address is six six six.
1: Oh, uh, that's great. That that is that I, I didn't give this movie enough credit. I'll give it a smidge more at this point. I'll give it just a smidge more. I love the fact that Mother T- Superior takes a stroll down the stairs uh, when he he dumps her down the, the stairs. <laughs> it's so comical. It's like it's such a long fall down a set of stairs, like um this is her house she was confined to a wheelchair why didn't she not have one of those little motorized wheelchairs really to get her from them. the top and bottom yeah, like how did she think... get there
0: yeah i know we you know for real she didn't have a friggin motorized scooter and we know those things existed they had it in crime ones back in 86 yep yep so what the hell
1: <laughs> In-, in continuity or, you know, yeah. issues in this movie, but, but not a big surprise considering it's 90% flashback. But I uh, uh, love when he when he says, naughty this, you know, Ricky. Uh-huh. He takes a swipe at Mother Superior, and then the other nun shows up with the detective that has been on Ricky's tail this entire time. And I, at least the first time i seen this, I didn't expect that. Mother Superior's just sitting there staring they go to shake her and her head just falls off. Like, right. I I laughed out loud the first time. <laughs> and I've seen this yeah. at, least a half, at least a half dozen times since. I laugh every time. Each and every yeah. time. It's just like watching it for the first time.
0: All that's missing is the Benny Hill yakiny sacks. <laughs> You're right.
1: Uh, but naughty this. And then Ricky gets his ass gunned down. Shot to death. But he would return in three as Bill Mosley and And that's essentially the end of our movie i I don't know if there's anything I mean we've got we've covered the the, the inane dialogue, the bad effects <laughs> the bad acting. I still think you know this movie will always be synonymous with that line straight up, just garbage day. you know it uh-huh. I will have to post that video in the on the Facebook page the one you sent me uh, of Uh, eric freeman reciting all his old dialogue and redoing it It, i watched a minute of it that was a great video so we will definitely be sharing that here in the forums but uh yeah for a movie that you know they only had to shoot half a movie it's funny that half the deaths happen off screen mother superior you know her decapitation is shown later but it's off screen dr bloom's death off screen the two guys that are the loud mouth or the one guy that's loud mouth in the, the theater he's just some flailing arms and legs kicking up a bunch of popcorn in the theater you know very few of the deaths happen on screen and for a slasher that's a no-no that's also a no-no in my book but you know we do get deputy D- dudley's uh, headshot we get the guy with the the electrocution and it does have one hell of a uh, Good car stunt effects where the car flips through the air and narrowly bit, uh, misses, uh, you know, barely misses hitting uh, Ricky midair, which that looked like a stunt that almost went wrong to me. Yeah, it did. Because he had to duck. He had to like, like oh, shit, that like almost didn't clear my head, you know. Right? Oh, great. Well, is there anything else you wanted to cover? Any other notes you had that you wanted to hit up about this movie? where we uh, could we give our final thoughts and ratings
0: on it? There's there is nothing more I can think of about this movie that really (laughs) it it really is just a friggin a movie within a movie within a movie.
1: It's a dumpster fire within a dumpster fire.
0: (laughs) For real, it it is. But you know what? Even though it's a dumpster fire, it's still a tradition to watch around this house. You know, one of the things that we always say every Monday is that we got to go take the garbage out. It's garbage day.
1: Yeah, it's it's trans. Like I said, that little bit of the movie has transcended the movie itself. It's become its own thing, and I think a lot of people, like you said, you know, earlier, people don't even know where it's come from. It came from, which I think is just remarkable.
0: <laughs> you know that that's the great thing about the eighties is like if you got if you're old enough to remember the eighties, man, this was back in a time when horror was rare, and you had to just. Deal with what you got Yeah The were so small And horror was such a niche topic at the time Not a lot of people were into it And then the horror scene blew up And then all of a sudden All these old movies That you used to only be able to find At weird mom and pop video stores All of a sudden start showing up everywhere And it's just been great <laughs> You know it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's up on my childhood things that I would see that I was never allowed to rent or I had to rent in secret that I could never find again. Cause it was such an obscure movie.
1: And you wouldn't find it again for 20 years. When you would find a, you know, a random copy of it on eBay or something. It's like, and it's some astronomical amount because it's a movie that was, you know, there was so much in that shot on video era back then that thankfully, you know, like the folks at SOV horror, you know, and whatnot are making that live on. But yeah, it, it was it was a niche market back in the day and now it's just, you know, horrors not yeah, mainstream. <laughs> Which is still fine by me because you know, I'd rather have to sit through, you know, a couple of dozen or a hundred bad movies to find that one gem than to have to search and search and search to find one movie and then have that turn out to be a piece of shit. Yeah, you,
0: yeah. Know what, you know what? Or genre on most things I can find something in a movie even if the movie is fucking terrible I can find like you know kind of the synopsis of oh I can see where they were trying to go with this or you know they if they had a little bit of better budget or if they had better actors or you know stuff like that so you know I don't mind it it's those really garbage movies that you can tell they're trying to just like okay for example The Conjuring came Whoa. then when The Conjuring came out everybody tried to emulate The Conjuring because it was a popular movie and it did good and everybody so, wanted
1: to go psycho supernatural with it
0: Right. so then all of a sudden you got all these fucking movies of haunted dolls coming out it was the same thing like when the fucking Walking Dead got popular then for fucking four years all we had were zombie movies and just kind of you know, it started with zombie land, which was really great, and we ended with fucking warm bodies, which is just fucking makes me. Oh god,
1: organizing. warm warm it's- bodies. Don't get me started on that fucking piece of shit. <laughs> that
0: movie gave me a fucking itch on the roof of my mouth. Only a shotgun could cure. <laughs> god, I love you, brother.
1: <laughs> you are a wordsmith that there ever was one. <laughs> I will say one. I, no, I will say one thing about this movie. It has one of the best posters in the business. Like oh I love that God. poster of the ornament with the reflection of the Santa with the gun in it.
0: It's a nice poster, man. But yeah, it really is. it's beautifully done. The black silhouette in the background, just that red pops up. It's just it's fucking. It's it's amazing. It's a brilliant. Whoever fucking did that is a master artist. Yeah, that was good shit. That
1: that was the best thing about the movie. Poster art. <laughs> Well, well, that being said, i branding on how great the poster art was. Let's go ahead and do our final thoughts and ratings on this. And you know how we do things around here. What's your rating on a scale from one to 10?
0: God, I can't be fucking cruel with it. Cause I do Like I said, it's, it's the friggin' 3am Taco Bell run. It's high as hell and I shouldn't be doing this, but I'm going to, and I'm going to enjoy it. It's just fucking great. It's here. <laughs> so, I'd say probably
1: a four out of ten. I'd say you're, you're not you're coming in not, not too far from me. I'm giving it a three. You know if if it's, you're you're a fan of bad movies, you know if you like bad movies, unabashedly bad movies, I could rent this. I'll go against my my usual uh, rule of never re- recommending anything that's lower than a five, but I could still recommend this if you're into bad films. If you're into stuff that
0: but would be ideal. For-
1: Yeah, yeah. If you're into stuff that like would be, you know, nestled in right there with the Rift Tracks guys or Mystery Science Theater Three Thousand, this is your kind of thing. This is the kind of movie you want to relax with a doobie or a beer, some popcorn, and some good friends because you'll have a great time watching this movie. I don't know how great of a time you might have watching it alone, but but if you know if you like to talk to yourself, you know, then hey, go for it.
0: Definitely not an alone movie. This is definitely something you gather around with about five or six people, and just go, "Hey, you got to watch this. It's such a piece of shit, but it's so funny."
1: Yeah, it's. I think that the fact that makes it what makes it entertaining is that it's like uh, unintentionally funny. I don't think they intended for what they were doing to be funny
0: at all but you know what despite us sitting here and just ripping this movie apart you you know thank you thank you thank you to everyone that was involved in making this cinematic piece of shit because it's so entertaining despite it being such a shitty movie It's
1: just you know, it's so unintentionally funny. You're know, like the, the the lines like then I heard something. You're gonna like this next part. It sounded like some squirrel getting his nuts squeezed. Like who wrote this shit? Who wrote that and thought like yeah, this, this is the cinematic
0: gold here. Oh my! But that being uh, said, one thing we didn't forget too: the fucking introduction into the movie and, and when we first meets the doctor. <laughs> hello Ricky fuck you doc right he's like if you want you can call me doctor
1: you can call me Henry or call me doc if you want and he's like fuck off doc
0: Right. fuck you or fuck off I can't remember which one it was but yeah it's just like wow that escalated quickly (laughs) right
1: that's when the doctor should have just been like you know I think I'm gonna skip this guy I don't think I'm gonna I don't think I'm gonna be you know evaluating him today
0: Uh, yeah we're done here (laughs)
1: <laughs> he seems a little high strung I'll come back when he's a little bit more calm yeah. Oh boy But that that being said I think we've exhausted our resources on this I need a palate cleanser I don't know, I need to watch something Really, really good I Might watch one of the Nightmare on Elm Street films Or something after this Just a palate cleanse for the evening uh. yeah. <laughs> Oh gosh! But I want to thank you for joining me again, buddy. This is always a good time. I know we can't usually get together in person, but uh, these are always fun times. reminiscent about
0: these movies with you—that's always a good time. How about
1: I we choose a good we,
0: cho-
1: we choose a good one next time? We, we, we went yeah. good, we went bad, and I will. I think we'll t- go take the high road again and get another one.
0: <laughs> definitely, definitely, or we could go somewhere in the middle and find something mediocre. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> I hear, I hear the Highlander sequels are pretty good for that. Oh,
0: <laughs>
1: well, some, some of them anyway. Some of them not so much. <laughs> yeah. Well, who knows what we're going to be bringing you next, folks? Uh, you know, we don't know if it'll be good. We don't know if it'll be bad. But it'll be something. It'll be something that we'll, we'll have a good time and have a chuckle or two. And we hope that you at home I listening has uh, have, a, have gotten a chuckle out of this one, too. If you want to watch uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night 2 in preparation for this, it's on Pluto TV. It's on Tubi TV. You can get it on, uh, if you have Shudder. I also believe that it's on uh, Amazon or AMC. Probably YouTube. Sure. Yeah, it's how it on YouTube. It's pretty much anywhere if you have any of those services or if you... It's not hard to find. Yep, you're not hard to find. You can get it on DVD, Blu-ray. It's pretty much everywhere. So give it a chance. If you haven't, you'll have a good time with it, I guarantee you. Alrighty folks, this has been Sequel to Deja Vu, and you have been listening to myself. I'm Cameron Scott, and this has been my co-host, Eric Phillips. And we have been roasting the hell out of Silent Night, Deadly Night 2. Uh, Tune in next time. Uh, We don't know what we'll have in store for you, but it'll be another slice of sequel goodness.
0: My name is Dr.